We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a weather-ready nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Well, hello and welcome back to episode 29 of the Stormdar Weather Podcast. I'm your host, Randy Luna. And I am Corey Taylor. And this is the Poppermania version. Uh, we decided to keep it Poppermania because of all the poppers we've been having here lately. We've had a lot of them all around <laughs> us. Well, since last, what, Wednesday or Thursday? Every day, it seems like. Yeah, just these massive poppers coming up. And uh, just that there's a f- frontal boundary in place and uh, just little waves of energy and atmospheric conditions are causing these pop storms. And some of them have got out of control. Well, that one day it stalled right over Springfield and they had some uprooted trees up there and they had some hail. I saw some hail up there that was deep on a roof, like five to six inches deep. Oh, man. I yeah. wish I'd seen that. I saw a picture of that. And then the next day it kind of stalled over us and we got some rain and... And then they upped the rain chances, and it didn't rain here. It rained everywhere else. But Wasn't that crazy? Yeah. They had like 30 to 40% for, I mean, since last Wednesday or Thursday. And, you know, little boundaries are coming and firing and causing these poppers. And like you said, over us and Springfield and around. And then they thought, hmm, well, we'll up it to 50% because of everything. And then there wasn't really nope. anything happened. <laughs> That's the way it goes. Uh, yeah, that's true because the uh, w- the weather conditions have to be just right for these outflow boundaries to start kicking up anything. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes they'll the thunderstorm will fling out this outflow boundary and the boundary will will run into something and it's like ooh, and then it'll, more activity will explode. And especially when you get three or four of those things coming together. Well, there were a bunch of them there for a while. They were all over the map again. Yeah, but uh. You just have to be at the right place at the right time, or you're not going to get anything. Yeah, and that, like you said, that, that storm that stalled over Springfield, it, it, it was strange because it it bubbled up and was drifting east, but it was back building west. So that's one of those strange things where the the storm motion is actually to one direction, but it keeps building back the yep. other direction. It looks like it's moving to the west, and and sometimes it looks like it's stationary when it's actually moving because it's actually back building over the same area. So and it's, that's it's, where you're getting the flooding, right? You know? Absolutely. And there's been some reports. Uh, I got a, we got a couple of messages. Yeah, a big tree uh, down, a tree, big tree limbs down, and that uh, you know, sixty or so mile per hour gusts. Uh, trees don't have a chance. No, no. Yeah, and we got a report in Ava. Uh, a tree was, I think, up near laying on the side of the of the high school. Wow. And that's Ava. That's that's all the way in in Douglas County mm-hmm. over there. But, you know, we're, we're looking at radar today, and uh, you know, what I always call radar acne is happening, and uh, it's, it's above the main, uh, main show that's going to happen later. We've got some potentially massive rain coming this way. And it's much needed and much deserved. We're, we're, we're excited around these parts. I know. How much <laughs> rain did you pick up this past week? 
Exactly. Two inches. You got more than I did. I got I got a little under two inches, but you know, that came down in about 45 minutes. Yeah. About a half hour at my house just opened up. I was like, this is nice. And I think I even posted uh, <laughs> on, on the site, <laughs> when it rains that hard in a short amount of period, my driveway just turns into a lake. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there were lots of lakes around, around the Ozarks that night, around Branson. Yeah. And that's, I mean, it's welcome. I'm not complaining, but that's no. not the type of rain that we need. And finally, we're going to hopefully get some of this. I've been looking at radar. Uh, there's activity from Oklahoma, uh, northwest Arkansas, all the way down into Texas. And it's just a big stream of, of yellows and stuff. And we're going to get multiple rounds of this. It's not going to be just all at one time. So it'll be nice. That's to what we out. need. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think the ground is so dry. I mean, I, I haven't read much much excitement about flooding. I don't think... Flooding is going to be a just huge your basic potential. stuff. If you get under a big uh, rainmaker, you could experience limited flooding. Yeah, but on the roads it's, and stuff. they're not talking about it being a big flooding concern right now. No, no, just because of the spread out nature, and that's where our road conditions group comes in. Uh, if you experience or see any flooding in your area, go ahead and post to that group because that lets everybody know. The, of, of you know where not to travel helps me know for sure it's it's a great uh, tool to have actually I thought, I thought it was a pretty good idea i was thinking about it it's like we need a road conditions group and mm -hmm. it took off and and uh, and that's good so i hope everybody has emptied their rain gauges uh we are very curious i'm i we're conducting an, an experiment uh the storm prediction center and national weather service have been getting these these rainfall projections out uh, for certain areas and in the, the uh, Weather Prediction Center, who basically forecasts rainfall, they monitor everything, has got northeast Oklahoma in a potential five inches by Friday. Wow. And southwest Missouri, like Branson, Springfield, uh, they're going to update that later on. But uh, Branson, Springfield, Nevada area, about, about three, maybe four. Yeah, I've noticed the National Weather Service up in Springfield uh also put out their rain potential forecast and it was a little lower than that but still still pretty decent amount of rain yeah if we could get a good two inch inch uh three inches would be wonderful th th three would be great <laughs> absolutely yeah and and that boundaries in place we just got i mean it's going to be kind of the perfect setup i mean uh again we're not talking about major flooding like we had a couple of years ago it's nothing like that it's just what we need that's what it is. Get get those get those uh, grass those brown grass patches all nice and green. If again. you don't like to mow, it's it's bad news. But you know we haven't had to mow for a while. While <laughs> yeah. at my house because it's been kind of brown and crunchy. But you know. Oh yeah, I think we talked about that last week. My my lawn guys is like every every two weeks, but now it's like three, and they come out and check maybe four. I mean, it's not growing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And it'll help the flowers, too, I guess. I, Maybe this will be the start of a new pattern heading into fall. Maybe we'll get more oh, rain. Wouldn't Maybe that we'll be get great? Color. You think? I don't know. I mean, we, That's wishful thinking. But Yeah, in September, we need we, we need this rain, and then we need in September to be have some cool nights to get those colors mm -hmm. popping by October. Yep. Yeah, well, I mean, we are talking about the rain, but the drought continues, and mm. uh, they're going to come out. Uh, what did you say they up? They technically update Tuesday or Wednesday or something like that. Uh, with their forecast, they usually do a graphic by or this this 
this uh, agency that does the graphics will will release it on Thursday. So yeah. okay, yeah, and so we're gonna really watch that now. Uh, it says uh, as of today, we're looking at the graphic and uh, Joplin, a little Joplin area in north, uh, some parts portions of Berry County. Uh, some portions of is that Lawrence, Lawrence County? County? Yeah, is in a D three, which is extreme drought, and we've been hearing from people on the site that live down there in the Goodman area and in McDonald County, Anderson, in Joplin. It it's just atrocious out there, the dryness. Well, it is, and these farmers are out there. They they it affects them so much more than it affects us. Can you imagine? Oh yeah, what they have to go through. Uh, their crops, their animal. I mean, everybody needs water out there. So they, they, it affects them more. So I feel that they're more tuned into whether or not how bad their drought is. Yeah. So yeah. they're good people to listen to. And I was gone last week. So I hope, hope everybody enjoyed that, uh, the replay of the safety, safety, safety. That was one of our uh, most listened and downloaded episodes. And it had a, I did not know that. Yeah, it had a lot of information in it. Uh, what the SPC does, the, the risk levels. I mean, it was a good refresher course. We haven't had that. But uh, I was in St. Louis. They weren't really that dry up there. Came back. And then on Thursday, I went to see my sister-in-law in Joplin. And we went to get Chicken Annie's. That was awesome. Was it good? It was delicious. And I... I I always get the the four chicken leg meal, and then I bring it back, and it's it's gone within two oh, yeah. days. <laughs> but that's in Pittsburgh, Kansas. But the reason I'm saying that is we had to drive into Kansas, and we passed fields and fields of corn that's just dried up. Oh yeah, yeah. And it was it was depressing to look at. And oh, and the other exciting thing. <laughs> This was really cool for me, and I think I texted you about it. We, when we were doing that on Thursday, that's when that severe storm came through Joplin, and we were driving into that thing, and it started raining, and I kept watching Radar Scope, and they popped a warning, and then it started hailing, and then I was texting you, and I was all excited and uh, giving you my location, and yeah, there was some pretty hefty hail in that Wow, thing. and, and the, the cell wasn't really all that big? Huh? But it was a hailer. Yeah, and moving south. I mean, that's the thing I've noticed here in the past three or four or five days of these poppers. They're moving all different directions. Yeah, I have to look at the radar every few minutes to see which way this thing is moving because yeah. you never know. Yeah, this one. I mean, the one I was in was moving south. I think the next day uh, they were kind of drifting east a little bit. And uh, was it yesterday? Everything was going northwest, yeah. which is weird. Weird, strange. <laughs> and everything that, that we're seeing on on, uh, on radar today is lifting north-northeast. Now, that's just because we the, the Gulf has kind of opened up. And we've got this, this massive influx of wind coming up from the Gulf, and it's pushing northward. And that's right there. It was, but now it's kind of going northwest. Again. You're kidding. No. I'm <laughs> looking at it place. on radar. It almost looks like it's spinning around a low, but it's going northwest. Because north yeah. and kind of inching northwest. Now is that is that the stuff in Arkansas and Missouri now? Yeah, yeah. Ar- Harrison and uh, Cassville over near Ava. There's a little bit around Branson too. But. I wonder if that's the boundary. I mean, the uh, like we said earlier today, it's like the main. Uh, the the main rain is down, but we've got the poppers, and we know that that cold front that was down in Arkansas is lifting back north, 
And that may be kind of shifting those directions, but North possibly. Northwest. Yeah. Well, that could be the focus for uh, all that activity going in Northeast Oklahoma, which is what the, the Weather Prediction Center was saying in the first place. But you see any lightning on there? I don't think. Um, yeah, I do. Ozark County has some lightning to our east. Uh, Barry County has some. Or did, yeah, there's a new one in Barry County. A uh, bunch over in Arkansas near Mountain Home. Yeah, I see it getting kind of cloudy out, out now. Nothing Bu- in Taney, of course. A bunch over in Kansas. Uh, there's a little bit of development now in Taney County, no lightning. Okay. Well, this could be round one. And I, I stress to everybody, this is not the main show. This is no. the pre-show that's going on now. And the main show will be later later this evening when that big influx of flux of rain comes through. So I'm very, very curious to see what the drought situation from the uh, from the drought monitor is next week to see if we can get rid of some of this extreme to severe drought. It'll be interesting to see how this thing pans out. Yeah, if we're, if we're getting in, in Branson, if we're three, three to six inches below, I mean, we could be more now. Well, I don't know. We've had some some poppers going around. I'll, I'll keep it at three to six in a deficit. And if we get three inches, we're going to make a definite dent in this thing. Oh, absolutely. And like you said, mowing and everything. (laughs) Well, we got some tropics to talk about. Uh, I was looking this morning. There's a small disturbance in the middle of the Atlantic. And it's just kind of, it's way north. I mean, I think the same latitude as maybe New York. It's just kind of Mm -hmm. meandering. But it's going away from uh, from the U.S. And there's only like a 10 to 20% chance that thing's going to going to develop and that and that's because it's pretty far north we're getting into the cooler atmosphere but the big thing we noticed is out on the cape Verde islands on uh, the western tip of africa that's where generally the tropical systems they kind of begin there that's kind of coming off that uh, sahara desert big ones start Uh, yeah and we're going to be watching that because there's been a lot of wind shear upstairs in the in the eastern atlantic and if you have wind shear you don't have tropical systems because you know unlike what it is in tornado alley you need wind shear to get those tornadoes going but when you're talking broad scale and you have all this different you know winds going on at different height a storm really can't develop out in the ocean so we are seeing thunderstorms starting to develop off the tip of the cape Verde islands now and head eastward the the water temperatures are ripe and uh, we could very well be starting to see some systems you know coming in we're in august now and august in september are pretty much uh, the thing. Now, you you read something, Corey, like the, the Hurricane Center. They did their predictions, and what did they do? They changed it a little bit? Uh, well, they lowered it. They uh, lowered it They now. lowered it quite a bit. Uh, they've changed it. They're now expecting – I lost my graphic. I had it up here. But they're expecting <laughs> zero to two major hurricanes this year. That's a new one? And that's lowered from one to four. Ah. Uh, oh. The average okay. is three. Okay. And that's between 1981 and 2010. The average was three okay. major hurricanes. Earlier this year, they came out with their forecast of one to four major. And and they always refine it later on, and they did that. And now it's zero to two. So that's we'll see. I mean, uh, the last week of August, the last couple weeks of August, is usually one of the busiest hurricane 
mate for major hurricanes uh times there is that's when we had katrina 13 years ago around the 24th of august is when it hit oh, uh, yeah. new orleans so uh this is uh the ripe and active time for hurricanes so if anything is gonna come out of those storms over there then then they'll be right on time so what was the uh, what was the original uh just total storms 10, 10 to 16 total name storms total Total, uh, yeah, named storms okay. was the previous forecast, and now we're down to nine to thirteen. Okay, that's down a little bit. Mm-hmm. That kind of makes sense. I mean, uh, you remember when we were recording a couple of months ago, uh, or even in May, I think, before we hurricane season actually started, there was a couple of disturbances down there off the Yucatan. So, the, I was thinking, oh well, maybe this is going to be a big hurricane season. Yeah, but it kind of just died. Nothing. I mean, it stopped developing. Nothing happened. Yeah. And 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 that's in the Atlantic anyway. In the Pacific, it's a different story. But yeah. And speaking of this, the the, the specific no, the specific Pacific. That's what yeah. I'm going to call it. Um, we still got what we've been talking about on past previous podcast is right down there southwest of Mexico. There's still two little disturbances down there, and we did have Hector. Hector developed into a hurricane. It is well west of Hawaii now, and as of this morning, it's only a tropical storm. So. Yeah, but Hector, he's been around for a good two weeks. Yeah, we were talking. Yeah, we were talking about that a couple of weeks ago. I think he's a he's persistent. Yeah, the good thing is it missed Hawaii. I mean, he's just out there in the in the Central Pacific now, and just you know going around. And I think he's giving up the ghost, well. and I don't think that's gonna going to happen anymore but we are watching uh we're definitely going to be watching this next couple of couple of weeks uh this development off of uh the cape verde islands out there hey i want to do a uh this day in weather history sure uh august 13th in 1991 stockton california received 0.05 inches of rainfall okay since 1949, this is the only measured rainfall in Stockton on August 13th. On August 13th. Correct. So they've never gotten any more than 0.05 on any August 13th of any year since 1949. Now, of course, this is in Death Valley. So, uh, but this is. Okay. I, I, I subscribe <laughs> to a. Uh, Facebook page called This Day in Weather History, and it, it has some interesting tidbits every day. Oh, that's day. cool. So you need to check that out. It's really cool. I, I need to join that group or yeah. the page or whatever. It's just a page, This Day in Weather History. Oh, we could get probably lots of information oh, on yeah, that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So everybody go there and visit their page. I just subscribed a couple of days ago, so I thought that was pretty cool. Okay, so that's going to be our running thing now on go. the podcast. So next cool. next week, we will have another thing in weather history awesome <laughs> and unf- we hate to mention it we haven't been talking about this very much just because the, the skies have been cloudy and the poppers and the rain and the high things but the perseids are are really going <laughs> they're, they're going yeah the peak was yesterday i think yeah. <sighs> they're boring anyway <laughs> i remember uh when my when my uh, kind of grandson, I call him my kind of grandson because I'm way too young to be a grandfather. Uh, but uh, when he was eight, nine, or ten years old, we would go out and on the back porch at night and sit out there and just talk and bond and just watch 
tons of uh, of the Perseids out there, and you know, I mean, he saw a lot more than I did, or at least he said he did. So. Last year, I went over to Forsyth and the Power Site area with my son, and we took some pictures of the meteors. Oh, you actually did? Yeah. So we couldn't do that this year, but did it last year, and we got a few good ones. But I know. I mean, I didn't want to make get everybody excited and say, you know, the Perseids are out. Everybody needs to go out, and then you just you just really can't see them or whatever. But uh, we did a Meteors Galore podcast about a year ago. It's uh, podcast number five. I think it's in the queue or whatever. That uh, In 2017, and we went way in depth on that and talked about a whole bunch of things. But I just, I just thought there's some, there's some fun facts that I wanted to bring up again for all of our new listeners. Uh, the first one is, uh, in his song, Rocky Mountain High, the American singer-songwriter John Denver refers to his experience watching the Perseid meteor shower during a family camping trip in the mountains near Aspen, Colorado, with the chorus lyric, I've seen it raining fire in the sky. Isn't that cool? I wonder if the uh, John Denver John Denver tribute artist at the IMAX knows that. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah, the, yeah. This is privy information. You just heard it here on Storm. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the, another fun fact that this is the meteors are fast. They enter the Earth's atmosphere at roughly one hundred and thirty-three thousand two hundred miles per hour. Wow! So most of the size of grains. So just think, you're just like a little grain of sand or whatever, but some are the size of peas or marbles, which are still quite small. And almost none of them hit the ground, but if one does, it's called a meteorite. Well, when you hit the atmosphere going that fast, nothing's going to... I mean, there's not a lot that can survive that, so... My gosh, yeah. And, and, and the final fact here is when a Perseid particle enters the atmosphere, it compresses the air in front of it, and may heat the meteor up to 3,000 degrees Fahrenheit. This kind of heat vaporizes the meteor, creating what we call a shooting star. So those shooting stars everybody goes out and you make a wish on, it's really just a burning up grain of sand. Hmm. I don't want to burst anybody's bubble, but... Uh. <laughs> But they sure are pretty to look at, and yeah. I, and also the Perseids, they're they're pretty good at uh, producing what they call fireballs too. The the uh, the bigger sand, bigger grains or whatever. Yeah. And to me, I call them earth grazers. They're you see them more uh, along the horizon, and they're kind of a purplish and an orangish, and they look bigger. They're probably not all that bigger. It just depends on what. How you're viewing it? Oh, uh-huh. I call them earth grazers. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I forgot about the colors. I, I guess they do kind of, when they burn up mm-hmm. or something, get different colors going on. Yeah, so it, they, they're going to go on till the, the till the 20th. I mean, today is the 14th, so you got about another six days. I mean, they're not, they're hit and miss from here on out, basically. I mean, yeah. today, you'll see more, you would see more if it was not cloudy, but... You would see more today than tomorrow, then more tomorrow than the next day. They're gonna die out every day a little bit more, but but if, if you go out, you might get lucky and see if, if you can actually find a time that there's no clouds in the sky. That's that's the biggie. <laughs> that exactly, and and unfortunately, we've got all this massive rain moving in, so. Uh, I and we need more, more than meteors right now. Oh, yeah. The meteors are going to come around uh, every year. The Perseids are going to come out. We have more around yeah, the, 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 what, the lineage. They come. They're like November, December. Late, or no, late November, December. Yeah, somewhere around there. The, the Thanksgiving meteors or something like go. that. Uh, I think. Yeah, I think we talked about that, too. 
But, uh, and something else cool that I decided, uh, I was looking for a weather school, and my mother sent me an article, and I thought this would be a perfect weather school. It's all about cloud seeding. You've heard of that. I have. We all, we've all heard of that. So I decided to dig in and research and make a weather school, so let's get to that. If there's something about the weather that you want to know, stormed our weather school. For this weather school, we're going to talk about something that has been somewhat controversial in the past. Cloud seeding. Cloud seeding is a type of weather modification that aims to change the amount or type of precipitation that falls from clouds. This is done by dispersing substances into the air that serve as cloud condensation or ice nuclei, which alter the microphysical processes within the cloud. The usual intent is to increase precipitation but hail and fog suppression are also widely practiced in airports where harsh weather conditions are experienced. The most common chemicals used for cloud seeding include silver iodide, potassium iodide, and dry ice. Liquid propane, which expands into a gas, has also been used. This can produce ice crystals at higher temperatures than silver iodide. After promising research, the use of hygroscopic materials, such as simple table salt, is becoming more popular. When cloud seeding, increased snowfall takes place where temperatures within the clouds are between 19 above and 4 degrees below zero. Introduction of a substance such as silver iodide, which has a crystalline structure similar to that of ice, will induce snowfall production. Cloud seeding chemicals may be dispersed by aircraft or by dispersion devices located on the ground, like generators or canisters fired from anti-aircraft guns or rockets. For release by aircraft, silver iodide flares are ignited and dispersed as an aircraft flies through the inflow of a cloud. Whether cloud seeding is effective in producing a statistically significant increase in precipitation is still a matter of debate, with contrasting results depending on the study in question and contrasting opinion among experts. A study conducted by the National Academy of Sciences failed to find statistically significant support for the effectiveness of cloud seeding. Stanford University ecologist Rob Jackson surmised the reporting by opining, quote, I think you can squeeze out a little more snow or rain in some places under some conditions, but that's quite different from a program claiming to reliably increase precipitation. In 2003, the U.S. National Research Council released a report stating, quote, Science is unable to say with assurance which, if any, seeding techniques produce positive effects. 
A 2010 Tel Aviv University study claimed that the common practice of cloud seeding to improve rainfall with materials such as silver iodide and frozen carbon dioxide seemed to have little, if any, impact on the amount of precipitation. A 2011 study suggested that airplanes may produce ice particles by freezing cloud droplets that cool as they flow around the tips of propellers, over wings, or over jet aircraft, and thereby unintentionally seed clouds. This could have potentially serious consequences for particular hailstone formation. In the United States, Cloud seeding is used to increase precipitation in areas experiencing drought, to reduce the size of hailstones that form in thunderstorms, and to reduce the amount of fog in and around airports. In the summer of 1948, the usually humid city of Alexandria, Louisiana, seeded a cloud with dry ice at the municipal airport during a drought and quickly received 85 hundredths inches of rainfall. Here are some statements from a few countries around the world. In Indonesia, cloud seeding was used to minimize a flood risk in anticipation of heavy floods in 2013, according to the Agency for Assessment and Application of Technology. Israel states they have been enhancing rain in convective clouds since the 1950s. The practice involves emitting silver iodide from airplanes and ground stations. The seeding takes place only in the northern parts of Israel. In France, cloud seeding began during the 1950s with the intent of reducing hail damage to crops. In Southeast Asia, open burning haze pollutes the regional environment. Cloud seeding has been used to improve the air quality by encouraging rainfall. Scientists may not be sure if cloud seeding actually works, but despite the skepticism, countries are moving forward. So the big question is, is it all worth the effort? Much more data has to be collected in order to state for certain that the efforts of man will have any major effect on the works of Mother Nature. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com and in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather School. I thought that was a really interesting uh, take on everything. I would agree. Yeah, cloud seeding. I mean, there's been some controversy about it in the past and stuff, but I mean, it's relatively safe, and a lot of countries have been been doing this for certain, you know, meteorological events, avoiding you know floods and hail and stuff. Oh, and I read the other day, I can't remember where I read this, that uh, they're thinking about the possibility of cloud seeding to decrease the intensity of tropical systems like typhoons and stuff. Very interesting. Yeah, I don't know how that's going to work. I mean, uh, dry ice is is a, a really good one because that's has no effect on the environment or anything. And silver iodide that's that's been eh, that hasn't been noted to have any impact. So I don't know. 
we're just going to have to see if this this whole thing works. But France and uh, Southeast Asia and Germany, I mean, they've all had a part in cloud seeding. Wow. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that be nice if they could just perfect that science in some places that have this major drought be able to cloud seed and end their drought? I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get on to the weather word of the week. It's the weather word of the week. And this week's Stormdar Weather Weather Word of the Week is... Frontogenesis. Yes. What's that mean? Frontogen- the front man for Genesis is Phil Collins. Oh. Frontogenesis is a meteorological process of tightening, the tightening of horizontal temperature gradients to produce fronts. In the end, two types of fronts form. A cold front and a warm front. A cold front is a narrow line where the temperature decreases rapidly. Exactly. And... And really, people say, you know, what's the difference between a warm front and a cold front? It's just which way it's moving. Moving up or down. Yeah. If you got the warm air moving up, it's a warm front. If you got the cool air going down, it's a cold front. And uh, frontogenesis, genesis means beginning. So this is technically, we, we look at this to see where a front may develop uh, on the meso maps and stuff. When you have all this stuff going on, a front could develop which they would call frontogenesis. Very cool. I thought so. So, ah, radar check. Things are filling in. Wow. I mean, it, it, yeah, it's really going get, to get, get crazy. I hope, uh, I think we said this before, just hope everybody's got their rain gauges emptied and ready for this event, and hopefully it'll be a drought buster. Both of mine are empty. I'm ready to go. You got two. You got one... Uh, one at home and one. Well, I got one at work, so that counts. Yeah. I got three altogether, counting the one at work. Oh, wow. So, yeah, and we got uh, our, our friend Brad has got his rain gauge out there. He's got a real fancy one. I saw that. I saw that too. Yeah, and I think it's accurate. Who knows? <laughs> you never know. <laughs> okay, well, we'll let you know if it's going to flood. I don't think it's going to flood, but uh, keep watching our site. We'll know. Uh, we'll be watching radar. It wouldn't surprise me to see a flash flood warning somewhere in the county warning area pop up over the next seven days. And I was thinking about that. I mean, I, I, I've been kind of waiting to see if a flood watch would come out. But, yeah. Uh, I just the ground is so dry. They don't seem to be heading in that direction. No, no. But again, we got a road conditions group. So if we see flooding or you see flooding or anything, roads become impassable or trees down or anything. Weather related that's going to cause traffic issues, post it there, post it to our main page. We'll do, we, we got you covered. <laughs> so, got anything else? Uh, that's all I have. Okay, well, let's wrap this up. All right, be sure to look for us on Facebook at Stormdar Weather, like our page, and be sure to like or comment on our posts to have them show up in your newsfeed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. Well, that does it for this time, so join us next week for the next edition of the Stormdar Weather Podcast.